Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest today. Yes, you, you heard me right, a guest. This is not a specific guest in regards to an artist. However, this is a really close friend that me and him actually met through gaming. And there's a long story, and we will get into that. But me and him have bonded quite well over the years. And one of the things that we've always kind of talked about is country music. And he lives in a very interesting place when it comes to country music. Um, I don't know if he knows this quite yet, but we're going to get into it. But he lives in the West Coast, and the West Coast was a origination story of a type of country music in the 50s. And we will get to the backbones and just kind of get like a small dive into that. But first of all, I would like to introduce my good friend, Josh. How you doing today, Josh? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on on podcast. Yes, sir. Anytime. So, Josh, tell me a little bit about yourself for the people that don't know you. Some people that uh, follow us in general, friends and stuff, listen to the podcast. But talk to the people. Like, for instance, I have a listener all the way out in like Belgium, right? So, give me a quick introduction of yourself and what you do, what you enjoy, etc. Um. Well, like, like my buddy Cole said, uh, we met through gaming. Um, my free time, if I'm not doing chores or meeting with family, I'm uh, playing games with them. Uh, I work with a third-party company and help special needs children, so that's pretty fun. And I, I, I like country. Uh, I've always enjoyed a couple of country songs, and I was excited when Cole got this podcast up and going. So it's exciting stuff. And uh, I'm ready to learn some, some more about this country stuff. So, so uh, Josh, I, just a quick question in general, because me and you know each other, and we both know that we listen to a wide variety of music. But go ahead and just give me, like, maybe a few of your favorite songs, not in general, like, country music, but overall, like, some of your favorite bands and stuff, so we can kind of get, like, the vibes that you like, if that makes sense. Yeah, all right. I know that you've been talking about Cody Jinx. Um, I found him actually before I met you. I found him, and uh, I like a couple of his songs. Um, Zach Brown Band. Uh, I have a couple of their songs. Uh, <laughs> I have a Toby Keith song that that I like. It's just it's just for fun. Uh, Red Solo Cup, and. Uh, it's more like folk country. I think that's what you were talking about in an early in the podcast. Poor Man's Poison. My brother introduced me to those guys uh, not not too long ago. I got you. So what about uh, out of the country genre? What are some other bands that you like to enjoy and listen to? Shoot, man. I can find almost anything that I, that I, that I like. Um, I, I know. That's like me and you both. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> I like NF for rap, Eminem for rap. Um, I like Sean Mendes. I like Sam Cooke all the way back, way back then. Wonderful World, my all time favorite song. Uh, Elvis is Elvis is a must. <laughs> just I can I can just go on. I got so you. Many. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but I, I was just kind of curious because I know you and I've listened to your Spotify playlist. That's like one of my favorite things to do as not just a friend, but just in general, just learning people through their music. You really get a good picture of them through their music and listening to it. You kind of can tell people's life stories sometimes. And of course, you may be drawing conclusions on that, which it can be in a dangerous territory, but just in general. I like Josh said. I like NF as well. I think NF is uh, this kind of a tangent, and I know that this is specifically supposed to be about country music, but I will say NF is one of the best rappers out there today because his songs, like traditional neo traditional country music, have actual meaning and that are not just produced for you know to make money. He produces the music for himself, and that's one thing I really do appreciate with NF. Do you feel kind of the same? Yeah, uh, I like, mm, usually I like a song's beats and words first, uh, but if I, once I like listen to it more and more, I'll actually listen for the story, and then it just makes me like the song even more. All right, so, so you said that you found Cody Jinx before me, right? So uh, kind of explain how you found him, because that's one of the most interesting things that I can talk about is finding these artists and it's not easy to find them most of the time you really have to go out and search them because they're thrown essentially underneath the ground compared to your central luke bryans your jason aldeans and other artists that are pushed now in the new country sound country pop whatever you want to call it so kind of explain how you found out about cody if you don't mind um i don't know if i like known exactly but so spotify has this feature shuffle feature where it'll throw in um recommendations for songs and i had uh chicken fry me d red solo cup and some of the blake shelton songs and i guess during one of those like random shuffle moments a cody jake song was stuck in found him that way or in the Zed family who all are all for country music and some one of his songs popped up and I was like who is this and, uh, Cody Jinks and I'm like I like it like uh, loud and heavy I, I I love the rain and I just I just want to play that and with a thunderstorm I just want I just want to get in that vibe bro. yeah I got you that's I mean Adobe Sessions is that album where that song came out, and I actually have uh, the uh, essentially unplugged version, which is the acoustic on CD, and he actually talks about the songwriting and stuff through the songs, which I highly advise that you would listen to it. Now, on Spotify, it just has the track, sadly. You don't get the introduction, but if you buy the album or if you buy the CD on Cody's website... He actually talks about how he wrote the song, who he wrote the songs with, which is really interesting. And that's always a topic that I find very intriguing. But he actually, uh, Loud and Heavy is actually from his son. 
which sounds crazy. His son is re- was really young, and they were driving down the road, and essentially he just started saying like the lyrical aspect of Thunder Heavy Rain, and Cody's like, that's sick sounding. I'm going to write that into a song, and actually he gave some of the credit to his son, so therefore his son will get money down the road as they sell more and more copies of the song, which the song actually just went gold and they just got their vinyl like gold vinyl that they get to hang on their wall it's really cool so that's a little interesting uh tidbit about loud and heavy so i didn't know if you knew that but i figured i would drop that in on you josh that is that's really cool um me and josh are pretty good friends we we game a lot we we talk a lot I mean, we snap each other all the freaking time, and it's just about all kinds of weird stuff. So it's kind of funny because he's on the West Coast, right? I'm on the East Coast. We're on two totally different time frames, time periods, but yet we find a way to talk and discuss. And one of the things that we do discuss and we learn about each other is the musical taste. So, Josh, I'm going to ask you not specifically where you're from, like geographically in the state, but just in general, where are you from? For the listeners, uh, I am in the sunny state of California. All right, sir, sunny. He's over there getting a really nice tan. I mean, he's really tan, obviously. <laughs> tan, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the word. Yeah, tan, very tan, extremely tan. He looks like uh, the Rock. You I know, he's like, he's jacked. I look like the lobster. <laughs> he looks like Larry the Lobster, <laughs> but. That's one thing about me and Josh is we we pick and carry on all the time and we always play at each other and make good jokes and stuff because, I mean, it's all in good fun. But he is from California and Josh is kind of interesting, like you said, from that state. But yet most country music applies to like Southern roots and Southern philosophies like the love and the heartbreak from the previous episode. And I'm kind of curious, how does this country music relate to you in some kind of way? Like, what does it do for you? I know you like the rhythm and stuff, but when it comes to the lyrical elements, how does it affect you? It makes me, makes me, like, feel my emotions. Um, uh, one, one, one good one, Mama Song by Cody James. Um, you know me, Cole, for those who don't. I lost my mom back in 2017, and uh, uh, I country. She loved country music, so if there's ever a country song that I recognize, I immediately think of her. Uh, it's a uh, makes me feel, makes me get get into my emotions. So that is one interesting thing that I will say about country music and what it does so well is it actually does force you to feel. It makes you go through your emotions. And one instance that I found kind of interesting is I did the deep dive discography on Mr. Casimir Wade. And uh, Josh listened to that episode and he did pull up uh, Chasing the Light. And he agreed it was a very emotional song, yet it didn't necessarily hit him the way that it hit me. And that is perfectly fine because it is specifically, it's more to a male figure in your life. and it didn't really translate to a female figure, which he lost his mom fairly early. So song like Mama's Song hits harder for him than Chasing the Light. 
But I also love Mama's song, especially the uh, solo after the second chorus and the end of the song where there's just a solo. And I've listened to Cody live two times, and he's played that song both times. And, man, whoo-wee. Cody's mom is still alive, and she actually sings that song. There's a copy on his Red Rocks live CD or slash album where he sings that song with his mom. And it's it's kind of cool. And there's an origin story behind that. And I won't deep dive too much into that. But essentially, his mom really didn't necessarily know that he smoked weed at the time. But she kind of knew. He didn't know that she knew. And that was kind of an interesting way to bring it up in the song. And he was like, when he first brought it to her and was playing it, he was really shy with that line. But she was just kind of grooving. Anyway, Josh... uh, like you said, California is kind of an interesting place to learn country music and be into country music. Have you ever seen a country music artist live, even if it's like a local one compared to like, you know, you're, there's a whole bunch of people that tour the West Coast that are from Texas and stuff. Uh, have you ever heard anybody live specifically? I'm kind of curious. Shoot, man. I, I don't think I have. I really can't say one thing that I will say about that is I would definitely recommend a concert to go to. It doesn't matter really what artist. I could give you a whole, whole long list. There's so many good artists out there, especially the neo-traditional do such a great job with concerts because they actually, I don't know, they actually have like a story element and they don't sit there necessarily and talk the whole entire time, which is not necessarily a bad thing because I do like to know the origin stories of songs and stuff. I would specifically definitely say go listen to a concert because the vibes at a concert are very interesting because you are grooving. You're having a great time. You are wanting to dance and you get to talk to people around you at the concert about the music. And you could be in two polar situations in your life. You could be essentially a hobo or you could be a rich. If you really enjoy the concert and you really enjoy the music, that really brings in people. There, it's like a togetherness. It's like an adhesive, right? It's like the glue that holds a piece of wood and a, a frame together, right? So I would definitely suggest going to see somebody. And it's kind of interesting that you brought Red Solo Cup because my mom actually went to a Toby Keith concert way back in the day. And I don't know if you know the origination of Red Solo Cup, Josh. Do you know the reason Red Solo Cup was written i was like 10 when that song would come on and my mom and dad my sister and i would just jam out <laughs> it's such a silly song is it not absolutely it's what made it so fun and so great to sing exactly and it's kind of funny because that essentially that song was written on a dare whatever the writer was at the time because you know some song artists do not write all their songs believe it or not and that song was written on a dare. He said, I bet you can't write a song about a red solo cup. So you know what he did? He wrote a song about a red solo cup. And it is a absolute hit. He's made so much money off that song. And it just goes to say, not necessarily every song has to have that meaning to it, like that heartbreak, that love. There are some songs that just don't have anything to them, which is kind of funny and it kind of counterproducts what I've said before, but it does have the foundation of the instrumentals and the the style, right? I would re definitely recommend going to any artist and go listen to them live. And 
I say Annie, but I mean more of the traditional. Have you ever went to a concert in general? I sure have. I saw Papa Roach um, back in the Blues House, something like that, over by uh, Disneyland. That's uh, That was the first concert I saw. How was the atmosphere there? I know a lot of people that's went to Papa Roach concerts. There's actually somebody I work with that's been to two, I do believe, and he says they do an absolute phenomenal job. Man, it was great. I mean, I was little, so I couldn't really join the mosh pit that was going on right behind me, but it was it was great. Uh, the vibes were, there, were awesome. Um, and it, since it was such a small venue, um, we, could, we could be anywhere. So I was initially in the back, and my stepbrother helped me uh, through the crowd to get all the way to the front to, to see them right there in front of us. So that was cool. Awesome, awesome. So, all right, Mr. Joshua, Mr. Josh, I am kind of curious here. Um, this is going to be a little knowledge dropped on you. So you're not necessarily privy to country music, but did you know that one of the two biggest sound movements in country music originated from your state of California. I did not know this. So, the Bakersville sound was one of the ones that rivaled the Nashville sounds in the 50s. Bakersfield sound was more electronic sounding. It's more inspired by the old school honky-tonk and rock and roll bands. And this central state of country music was originated by four but i'm going to ask you if you know any of these artists that i am going to mention i expect you maybe to know one or two all right first one is win stewart maybe like i mean i in order for that to happen i gotta like listen to the song because i've <laughs> never been good with artists that that's fair. That's fair. So these artists are really old, so I really don't think that you will necessarily know them. Um, Buck Owens, he sings. I don't know if you've ever heard Dwight Yoakam before, but I highly re recommend Dwight Yoakam. He's awesome. Have you ever heard of Buck Owens specifically? Never. First time. Okay, Bonnie Owens. Have you ever heard of Bonnie Owens? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, Josh, this is, this is a really important one. I really hope you know who this guy is. Have you ever heard of Merle Haggard? The name does sound familiar. Okay, okay. Well, at least we got one of the four. That's like 25%. You may not be passing, but hey, at least you got something to your name. I know something. All right, so Merle Haggard is like, I would say if you, this is the metaphorical Mount Rushmore, He's got to be right there on the Mount Rushmore or just missed it. Like, he is one of the principal people in country music. I will go ahead and say this rivaled the Nashville sound. And the reason it rivaled the Nashville sound is Nashville was a lot more polished. It had, like, the glossy pop, so it was more produced. I would say, like, Bakersfield's more raw, more instrumental. You hear the steel guitar more, which... You know me, I love me a good steel guitar. And string orchestra was just a big thing in the Nashville sound. But when it comes to the Bakersfield sound, it's more of like the rock and rollers of the honky tonks. Basically like your rock version of country, but not southern rock, if that makes sense. You kind of get what I'm laying down here, Josh? I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, okay. So this was rooted in, guess what, California. 
specifically Kern County, California. Do you know where Kern County is, my good man? Josh, can you give us a geographical overview here? Or are we are we clueless? If it's in, if it's anywhere like north of me, probably not. I'm in Southern California. I got you. So this is San Joaquin Valley. Are you privy to that place? Because I, I've seen a picture of it. It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, name? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I just, it's kind of curious. It, it looks like a beautiful place. I believe it's on the coastal part of California is what it looks like. At least there's sea. But I mean, like there's, there's sea everywhere in California. I'm a little bit landlocked where I'm at. <laughs> he said, I'm a land man. I don't like that sea. I don't like in boats. So, this is rooted in the traditional artist style like Jimmy Rogers and Bob Willis. And Bob Willis is like huge, big artist, big artist. And one of the most iconic country singers of the West Coast. So the old workers used to resonate and go to the honky tonks at the legendary Blackboard Bar. And this would host people like Stuart, Merle, Buck Owens, and Gene Shepard. And essentially you have the steel guitar solos that I love so dear. Uh, pull my heartstrings. You have electronic instruments like Fender guitars. Sounds a lot more less produced, if that makes sense. And the closest equivalent that I can give to you that's been current is Dwight Yoakam. And Dwight Yoakam is a great artist. Josh, if you've never heard Dwight Yoakam, please do the service of listening to Dwight Yoakam. He's he's a great artist. He does a cover of Elvis's Suspicious Minds, if you've ever heard that song. I love that song a lot, and Yoakam does a killer job with that. So, I have his name on Spotify right now. Okay. So this raw instrumentals, they are very strong. Zoom is being stupid. So I have eight minutes more of this discussion, and then we have to end this meeting and then maybe start a new one if we want to continue the conversation. However, I think that we've done a really good job of uh, kind of touching all bases here, so we might just leave it be it what we got going on here so um Dwight Yoakam right so I will I will say one of my favorite memories growing up is I, I've talked about my grandpa so freaking much on this like me and my grandpa we homies we were tight and uh I remember driving home one day from school by me driving I mean riding with him sitting there shotgun and we're listening to the local radio station and then Dwight Yoakam, my grandpa just went into the absolute explanation of the, the Bakersfield sound and the Nashville sound. And that's one thing that I really remember. I really just listen to Dwight Yoakam. I have a Dwight Yoakam CD in my car that I will put in and I will just be sitting there rocking and rolling. And there's a lot of uh, imagery of the Western civilization of like the Golden Gate Bridge. He has songs about that. It's got songs about Bakersfield, California. And it's really cool because I would say one thing that that really fails when it comes to uh, country music is leaving out the whole entire country sometimes because it is like a specific genre for a specific place, so the South. But then you have like people like Merle that's singing about like Okie from Muskogee and all kinds of different regions which makes country music more universal. Somebody in North Dakota can actually vibe with country music, and someone from New Mexico can also vibe from country music because it's not just specifically 
landlocked to a specific region. So, uh, Josh, is you've already mentioned like a couple of songs, like Loud and Heavy. Is there a specific country song that you would say is your favorite that you could sit down and be like, yes, this is it? And I feel like it's a song that made country music for me. I mean, it's like, my goodness, just. I know it's a loaded question. I mean, I really enjoy Loud and Heavy. Um, Shit. Shoot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it, it's good. It's good. Uh, this this pod is explicit. We are good. You can say whatever you want to. Yeah. Um, I do like Dark Horse. Uh, you introduced me to that one. And Shoshone Rose. That's a good one too. Hmm. Man, I don't know. I just so. Would you say Loud and Heavy is probably your favorite country song? I would say right now, yes. And okay. It's, it's the one that I can, I can listen to on repeat. Is it between that and Mama song? Which one would you pick between those two? Uh, I think it's between that and Must Be the Whiskey. Oh, such a killer song. The live version. <laughs> um, All right. So I'm going to tell you what, Josh. Pick either A or B, and I will tell you, explain what I mean by that. I choose B. All right. So B, I chose as loud and heavy. So we are going to, I don't know if it'll be with Josh specifically, because the man's got a busy schedule. He's got to work like the rest of us, right? One of the songs, and one of the new series that I've made is songs that have made country music and one of those songs will now be loud and heavy because of Josh, because I feel like people's opinions matter as much as the historical hierarchy of country music also matters, right? So it's going to be one of the songs we analyze. We're going to talk about it, the origination story of it, and I feel like it'd be really, really cool because I will eventually do a Cody Jinks discography because, I mean, he's my number one dude. I got to. But... I feel like Loud and Heavy is one of those songs that put Cody on the map, therefore putting Cody out in the industry, which has pretty much revolutionized the world. So, what do you think about that, Josh? You think that's cool? You think we should do that? As a listener? That sounds like a great idea. Okay, sound good to me too, brother. All right, so it says I have three minutes remaining on this meeting, so I don't necessarily know uh, if I can just like, Stop the meeting and start it again. But if not, I appreciate Josh being on the podcast. If so, if we can start it back, I'm going to get a little bit more time in here with my boy. And I have like one or two more questions. And then I will let him go because he's a very, very busy man. He's got a very important job. And I do not want to take too much of his time. So viewers, listeners, I will stop this recording and I will stop the meeting. And me and Josh will join back, right? Sound good with you, Josh? Let's do it. All right. Sound good, buddy. All right. We'll see you. All right, Josh. So I did mention Dwight Yoakam, and I feel like there's a comparison that does need to be made. And I feel like since you have listened to Cody Jinx before and Casper McWade and other artists that I did recommend, I have a question for you that I kind of see the similarity right here is, all right, you ready for this question? Let on me. All right. 
Would you say Dwight Yoakam's music, since you specifically just listened to that, and he's the closest to the Bakersfield sound these days, there might be a few artists that are indie that are a little bit closer to it, of course, but would you say that Dwight Yoakam's music and people like Cody have a similarity, like the musical instrumental effects, because you did say you're more of a beat and rhythm guy rather than necessarily the writing. So can you see a similarity somehow? Because I do, personally. Yeah, I could. I would say that. Um, with the little bit of uh, country that I do know, and just just listening to like the first beginnings of the first three songs of Dwight Yoakam that are on Spotify, um, I would say there's a little bit of, a, a, of similarities. For artists' own taste... If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I get what you're saying. Because like I said, this is kind of a loaded question because I don't want you to be like comparing one to necessarily like greats of the 90s and 80s to current country music. And you did mention Blake Shelton, for instance. And this is kind of my little tidbit is older Blake Shelton, like Old Red, right? One of my favorite songs of all time. I remember growing up, we used to go to the Pizza Inn. And they used to play All Red all the time. If you don't know what a pizza is, it's like a CC's Pizza or a buffet of multiple pizzas. And you can choose whatever pizza that you want. And you pay the flat rate and you go eat your pizza. You get to pig out, right? Boy. It's like a buffet specifically for pizza? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. No, we we have regular buffets. (laughs) Well, you don't have a pizza buffet? Come on now. What California is letting you guys down, man. We had like macaroni pizza. I mean, you know, they got rid of all the hometown buffets, so. That's fair. Well, whenever you come over here, I'm going to treat you to some CC's pizza. You mean you can go chow down on some pizza? Ooh. Dude, some pizza sounds good right now. I just ate a steak, which, I mean, is, like, the prime A of, like, my food chain. Like, that's in the S tier. That's, like, way up there. But I bought that the other night, and we had leftovers. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it in the oven and warm it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still morning for me i haven't eaten yet you need to eat something eventually but well we'll get off here eventually and then you can actually enjoy some breakfast or something jeez man Uh, i'll struggle the struggle bus is real for me and josh (laughs) we're saying about blake shelton is old red really good song great story some of blake's older songs are really good but the newer stuff for me right like I can't even tell you like the newest Blake Shelton song. Boys around here. Yes, that song right there. Jesus, man, I'd rather hear someone chalkboard scratching. Like, oh, it's just the whole like chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco. Oh my gosh, man. So, Josh, I want to hear your opinion on that because, like you said, you're a rhythm guy. So, like, necessarily the, the lyrical elements, they're not necessarily a big thing for you. What do you think about Boys Around Here by Blake Shelton? I mean, it's in my it's in my Spotify playlist. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I think of it as just, like, a fun, fun song that is just so out there but could still make some kind of sense. I got you. I got you. I also have a uh, honeybee, and I like that one specifically for uh, uh, like a special someone. Yeah, absolutely, and I I get that. Like I think honeybee 
if we're like analyzing Blake Shelton's whole like discography, which would be an interesting episode, might do that one day. Honeybee and the newer bunch of songs that he's done, absolutely top tier for sure. It's a, it's a great song, got good lyrical elements. It's got a good rhythm. It actually doesn't have too much production value, right? There's not too much change in the voice or anything. But I will I will say essentially that uh, Blake Shelton is not really one of my favorite artists anymore. And that's not saying I think he's a crappy artist. It's just I don't really vibe with the music much anymore. It's kind of gotten away from my uh, traditional roots. But like Old Red, still one of my favorites. We're about to conclude the Potsky, the podcast. And I have one last question for you, Josh. And uh, this question revolves around the podcast. And... I think that you'll know the question because specifically the podcast was built around it. Episode one is literally the pilot episode. It is the explanation of the whole podcast is what's the question, Josh? Let's hear it. What is country music? See, my man listens. My man, my man listens to me. He he's been here since day one. Day day una. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to ask that, but you do have to put this in mind, right? Josh is from California. He is from a different state. He's from a different city. He's from a different time of life. Me and him have a little bit of age difference between us. I don't think it's entirely huge, but there is a little bit of difference. And generational changes and music changes and geographical changes, it makes that question actually intriguing because, yes, what is country music, right? That's a loaded question for us because, like, oh, it's this, this, and this because, hey, we're in the South. But, like, someone in Japan, Belgium, they're like, what is it about? And we're getting that universal look. What is it? So, Mr. Josh, for the last question, and take your time. It can be a good discussion. It's whatever. It can be a simple one sentence explanation. It is whatever you want it to be. What is country music to you, my friend? Um, so I think I got my own set of pillars, kind of separate from yours. Similar but separate. Um, start with similar. I think the first pillar for what is country music to me is it makes you feel your emotions, get you in touch. Second pillar, I would say, for me, would be patriotism. So, like, proud of your country. You're proud of, maybe not proud of your country, but you're proud of the, the, the ones who, who fought and died for you to be able to, to make this song. Because uh, I come from a military family, so that's, that's, what, that's what part of it for me. And I think the third pillar for me would just be uh, that country music is fun. Country music brings brings a joy to, to to people. Like like Red Solo Cup. Um, just it's just out there and fun. And I think that's what what country music is to me. Okay, so that that's an interesting viewpoint. Of course, I view I actually agree with all three pillars that you threw out there. And my three pillars and somebody else's three pillars may be different, and that's perfectly fine. And the fun aspect, the entertainment value of it is very important 
And it may not be a pillar to me, but I feel like it's a very important aspect to it for sure. And he has a really good grasp of what country music truly is. Maybe not from the traditional point, but just in general what country music is. And fun is a very interesting uh, thing to bring up because that concert thing that I was telling you about, that atmosphere, that is the fun, right? That is the enjoyment value. And that's why I feel like everybody should go to concerts, not just to support those artists when they come around and do stuff. It's also to enjoy yourself, to get lost in the music, to feel the music, and to get lost in it. Like, Loud and Heavy, man, that song's amazing. It has a deep it has a deep song like meaning to it, right? It has a deep lyrical aspect. But you can also just be there to listen to the freaking guitar. And Josh, you you could speak to that more than me. Is is loud and heavy like one of those songs where you necessarily feel, or is it like one of those ones you just like to hear? Like it's just soothing to the soul. It's a, it's a bit of both. I think it's uh, most times it's just I want to hear it, and then other times if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I want to I want to listen to it. If that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely makes sense, 100%. I get where you're going. I get where you're going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we shall conclude the Potsky. I don't know how long me and Joshua have been talking. I'm going to assume it's about an hour because it's 12.08, and uh, I think we started recording around 11.15. So, of course, editing and stuff will go on and throughout it, and I have to add a little bit of an intro to it. So we got a little bit of different stuff going on, but... I really appreciate Josh, my man, being on here. Are there any things that you want to say to the dear viewers of the podcast? Um, branch out, listen to what you can. Um, who knows? You may find something that you really like that really sets with you. That's my little tidbit. I think that's very, very insightful, Josh. I know Josh is a, a gamer specifically, and he doesn't do anything really content creation on the site other than stream every once in a while. Josh, would you uh, would you like to share anything, like any socials or anything, your Twitch channel or anything like that, or would you just rather just be what it be? You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just be what it be. This is this is this is for country. We'll say for gaming. Okay, that's fair. Well, I, I'm obviously going to give you the avenue to. Uh, say whatever you wanted to say. If you did have anything, it would have been perfectly fine with me. But uh, I appreciate you, Josh. You are a really good friend. Great, great music connoisseur, I guess would be a good word for that. Um, put a little top hat on, a little eye patch, you know what I'm saying? You, you're really high class when it comes to talking about music because me and him both... <laughs> are you laughing? Yeah, I, I hear you laughing. You I'm said eye patch and not monocle? <laughs> Well, I mean, you can have an eye patch and be sophisticated too, right? That's fair. All right. I mean, I, I didn't want you to make yourself look like the planter's peanut with red hair. <laughs> oh, me. But thank you, Josh, for being on. I really appreciate the conversation. You are going to be the first guest on the podcast, which is, I, I hope, to be a great honor with our uh, guests that we might have lined up in the future. And, uh, again, I might have you on a course again here down the road whenever uh, whenever we get some time to sit down well, and talk again. I'd be all for that. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, absolutely, man. You've been a joy. 
I appreciate everybody listening to of the Steel Guitar Podcast. This is your boy, Cole. The radio name, Coltrane or Train, but I'd rather just be called Cole. But I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I have a couple of uh, more episodes lined up here, and I really am looking forward to doing a deep dive on the boy, Loud and Heavy, since Josh suggested it. So I appreciate everybody being here, listening. Y'all stay cool. Y'all stay frosty. And keep country music alive, baby. See you guys later. Adios. Yeah.